Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Babes of Q. I'm your host, Bettina Miller, and I will be introducing you to some of the baddest babes in Q. While I have had the pleasure of meeting some of these babes, I have yet to meet them all. Either way, I am certainly looking forward to bringing all their stories to y'all. Let's get started. Welcome to the first ever episode of Babes of Q. My guest today is the one and only Kathy Elkins. Hi, thank you. (laughs) So Kathy, tell me who you are, where you're at. Let's start with that. I am Kathy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am Wade Elkins' wife. We own Mimsy's Craft Barbecue in Crockett, Texas. Um, also, Mimsy's Meat Market and Spice Company. That's awesome. where we are. Well, that is excellent. Um, I have been there. It is absolutely fantastic. You should de- definitely go for steak night. It's probably my favorite. That is where we're starting. So, Kathy is the original Babe of Q, actually Babe a Q. Tell me a little bit about the Babe of Q story. It's actually us trying to bob and weave because, as usual for everybody, there was an article written about me out here in the local newspaper. It was a top 50 under 50 out here, and they were showcasing local businesses and people under 50. And um, instead of barbecue in this article, they had a typo and it said barbecue. And so we threw the hyphens in there and made a, just made a thing out of it. And my mother-in-law, Kim Spellman, had a t-shirt made for my birthday. It was one t-shirt. That was it. And it just kind of caught on and everybody's like wow that is so cool and you know we just sort of made a thing out of it I love and it. there was barbecue <laughs> there was which is how I don't want to say we were introduced but I know the day that we met you were wearing it and yeah. you told me the story and I said well I have to have one and <laughs> you guys actually still had some at that point so you were yeah. able to send one to me and the idea just kind of grew from there. I think I stared at it enough times or I'm not entirely sure exactly how it happened, but I just had this like a moment of clarity where I was like, barbecue, babes of Q. There are all these like badass babes all over barbecue that nobody talks about. Um, And so I know I reached out to you to make sure I wasn't going to step on any toes by starting a podcast called babes of Q. Um, And here we are. So I am happy to have you on as my first official Babe of Q, um, the OG Babe of Q. (laughs) um, That's probably what we're going to title the episode, too. It's going to be like the OG Babe of Q. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I'm so cool right now. (laughs) All right. So tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, How long have you been in barbecue, let's just say? Um, And barbecue specifically... I suppose just a handful of years, whenever, I guess we've been, we had been doing, I'd been working in professional kitchens and Wade got this, his idea that he was going to start doing 
barbecue we were going to do or he was going to do pop-ups and you know kind of around Houston we were living just outside of Houston at that point and so I kind of started helping him with that alongside my you know regular kitchen jobs that I was working so we started doing that that was my yard reaction barbecue which he was kind of doing the play on words for the Maillard reaction as we were doing these, you know, running this barbecue pit that we were actually borrowing from a friend of his in our backyard, sort of. So it was sort of a a pun there on that. But um, yeah, so not a terrible long time, handful of years, I'd say. I can't think of, I don't know what what year it actually was. (laughs) It's That's all right. just a big fat blur now. <laughs> it's a no smoky, a smoky haze. <laughs> no, not in a barbecue restaurant. All no. right. So you mentioned professional kitchen. So what was your life like before barbecue? I started in 2005 is when I graduated um, culinary school and I was working. I worked for the fabulous Lynette Hawkins. She is my mentor, I'd say she, she taught me the, the total backbone of, of what I know culinary wise and business wise, really. She owns Giacomo's in River Oaks. Um, she was like the first female restaurateur in Houston. So she's, she's pretty major. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, you know, carving my own way. I started out there. I was the kitchen manager. That's where I learned to speak Spanish. That's where I learned basically everything that I, you know, my, my standards come from there. I eventually got to a point where actually I had both of our, well, two of our three, now three babies there. And I got to a point where I kind of needed to set some boundaries for myself family wise and kind of sculpted my my home life around my work life, but they still kind of went hand in hand. And, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, a very um, home life friendly sort of schedule that I built for myself up and up until probably here is when we've been going the craziest and just, you know, <laughs> all right. Flail, so- flailing about. <laughs> so you mentioned two of three kids and having worked, I mean, I haven't like worked in restaurants in a long time. I did it through college and I managed a little bit right out of college. And then, so I'm obviously familiar with some of those struggles, but it's definitely been a minute, uh, but they're not exactly usually conducive to like a work-life balance, especially when you have kids. So it's great that you have had that and, and have kind of been able to structure it again. But what are some of the like difficulties you've faced or like what are the issues and kind of like how have you overcome them? I mean, I guess the the hardest part is, you know, um, a, a squared out vision of being a mother is, is you know, you... I think more towards the end of the day that you, you know, receive your family and you're making dinner and you're, um, you know, doing all the, all those sorts of things, get them ready for bed and you do homework and you do all that. Well, you know, the prime time in the restaurant is about that time. So, um, when everybody else wants to eat dinner as well. Correct. Yeah. 
that's it. So um, I'd say I spent I spent a good amount of time uh, missing that, um, which I was r- really lucky because the way Wade had his work structured, he was he was able to be there. You know, and he's actually sometimes I think he's a better mom than I am. <laughs> but um, we just we've been really lucky. And I've been I say every day how lucky I am that I have that I have him that he's, you know, not afraid to take on, you know, especially now three kids on his own and and make it happen. But on that sense, also, I'm I'm just a mega worker bee. And I have to I have to, you know, tell myself you got to make time for family because it's it's you know, you can't let it slip. Right. So um, which I think has been more of a challenge, I think also, again, here at Mimsy's because this is ours and it's ours to to grow and to care for. And so you got to you just got to be present, you know, and make time. It's not going to, the time's not going to make itself. You got to, you got to make it and you got to utilize your employees and trust your employees and make that time for them. So I think that's the, that's the hardest part is just being present where it's not always physically possible. I'll say that my in-laws had this fabulous idea to change part of the, the meat market is attached to the restaurant. And we had an extra room up there that we decided when we were building the the meat market that we would make into a, a little sort of a nursery. So I have space up here for the baby. I have space up here for our other two girls to have their own little quarters in there. So that's awesome. We're making it, we're making it work for sure. Yeah. And I think you, I think it's definitely a struggle. Those of us where we have our own business uh, because it's like, where does the work day end and where does the home day begin like blurs a lot it's a very very blurred line (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you know I I can't count the number of times where it's been like oh I need to I need to talk to Mike about this or I need to talk to Mike about that Um, and then it doesn't happen here and then it blends at home or you're trying to do social media at home but I'm trying to stay off my phone because of the kids right Um, and it's just yeah I mean there's a lot of those blurred lines that's awesome that you guys were able to make space up there for the girls though. I mean, it really, it really contributes to that family environment that I think barbecue is such a big part of barbecue, right? Like whether it's your actual family or like your friends or your patrons, I mean, it's, it's just such a family thing. And so it's awesome that you guys were able to incorporate that area for, for them. So with, so you have a new addition. How has that been with running your own business? (laughs) That girl is a workaholic already. She, <laughs> she, she's either going to be the most even tempered kid or she's playing jokes because she sure is, she sure is patient with us up here. I mean, she gets pushed around in a stroller in the kitchen. She's got, you know, seven mothers up here that hold her and walk around with her and get her situated. It hasn't been, it hasn't been too bad. You know, on our shorter days, one of the two of us usually tap out and take, take her home and let her be in her own area that there's not, you know, brisket juices and (laughs) fryer oil flying everywhere. Uh, (laughs) The long days, the longer days are, are a little bit more complicated, but you know, that's like you said, it's a, it's a little family and everybody is, everybody chips in and helps if they, you know, see that she needs something and where, you know, like in the morning, 
I'll say, I'm going to go check the pit. And my ladies will say, okay, leave her here. We got it. <laughs> so it's not too bad. We're, we're working with it. I mean, still too, you know, she's, she just hit two months. So she's pretty sleepy most of the time. So <laughs> I think we're, we're, yeah, we're still in the honeymoon phase. I think we're, we'll probably get our rude awakening here sometime pretty soon. Well, I'm sure like everything else, you'll handle it with your typical go with the flow. Yeah. Make it work attitude. So I think I'm sure y'all, y'all make it work however you need to. That's right. I know we will. So the, so what, if you were to say what you do at Mimsy's, what would that be? Um, I check all the boxes. <laughs> um, run the kitchen, run the pits. Um, yeah, I mean, so Wade Wade does the majority of the pit, and then when it gets to a point, he will peel off. It's me, and then our um, pit assistant Brittany. Okay. So she and I kind of tag team when he's either done or he he does a lot of the um, a lot of work on the computer and running numbers and stuff like that. So. Okay. Um, he does that, but usually I'm the busy bee in the kitchen up front, trying to get them lined out, try and help get things lined out in the meat market, the ordering, all that kind of stuff. So actually he and I share, he and I share a, a pretty good amount We're we're interchangeable for the most part. You know, we look like, I imagine if you were looking way up at us from way up high, we would just look like little, little army ants, you know, <laughs> doing a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. So who comes up with all the recipes? So I know you have, obviously you went to culinary school, so Mm -hmm. you have that background. Um, You know, you have all the other kitchen background. I know Wade has background as well in restaurants, but like how, how, where does the menu come from? A majority of it is Wade. He has this incredible brain. I mean, he's mainly self-taught, but he's so creative and where I can see logistics of things like recipe execution, he's got the like creative side of it. So he comes up with, um, I'd say like 90% of, of what we got going on. And then I will come in in the back end and that's where we figure out what's actually feasible and how, how we'll pull it off. Funny you mentioned that because that is almost exactly verbatim what he told me like a year ago about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he's actually, got he's got his. Yeah, he he just it's never ending with him, and he can <laughs> you know he, it's not just here. He can see these things like it's a whole span of things that he's got going on in his head. So yeah. I just kind of kind of reel him reel him in here you know but um yeah he's I mean he's truly the he's truly the the heart of 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 the creating here now I mean I wouldn't sell yourself short by any stretch of the imagination because I know Mm -hmm. I mean to it's one thing to create something and it's a whole other thing to execute it yeah Um, and I know you have a, a huge part of the executing of the, of how things come out. I think what, I think what sparked the conversation was after Troubadour, the first one in Salina last year, Uh the day had come and gone and it was in the evening and people were done selling. And I think, I think that there was a little bit of, I think it was pork steak, maybe pork chop Uh um, that was left. Oh yeah. It was pork chop. It was pork chop. 
with the cabbage marmalade. Yeah, my cabbage marmalade. Yeah. Yes. And exact. I think my exact <laughs> word was, where did you get that idea to make cabbage into a marmalade? <laughs> and he was like, well, it was something I threw out there. And then Kathy, like, she's my wife. You know, she, she does, she makes, she's what makes everything happen in the kitchen. And I throw these crazy ideas out there and, and she's the one who makes them come to life. And I was like, that is awesome. Like I have to meet this lady at some point. Mm. Um, and so it's just, it's funny because I was like, who would have thought to make a marmalade out of cabbage? Like, I don't know if that's like a common thing, but it's amazing. So note to anybody who is listening, try it. You also make it early. It's my favorite condiment. So that actually stemmed from I worked at a restaurant called Hunky Dory in Houston. It was in the Heights. I had these fabulous um, chefs above me. I'm pretty sure it was Dan. Yeah, it was Daniel Blue's recipe. I sort of hung on to it and tweaked it some, but that's where that came from. And then I just sort of made it my own. And then I realized this is literally the best barbecue condiment ever 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 absolutely <laughs> <laughs> hands down um I agree with you more so as far as it comes to getting out and about and like so like how do you guys share some of the events have you been able to I mean I know you guys are in the in the grand scheme of well I would say in the grand scheme of restaurants y'all are relatively new but you know when yeah. you look at the top 50 field that went out this last year, I mean, I want to say more than half of them, I think were less than four years old. Like they hadn't even been around when the previous top 50 was out. So how do you guys kind of handle the getting out, the getting about, getting the word out and and share that along with, you know, like keeping a family alive? I think uh, festival wise, we just kind of divide and conquer. That's what Wade always says. And, you know, I'm, I'm the more logical one to stay here and run the day to day. And then he can go and do festivals, take staff or not take staff and do that sort of thing. Um, as much as I want to go enjoy, as you know, all these festivals, my time is finally coming up though. I'm going to make a rare appearance. (laughs) See if everybody remembers what I look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you just got to kind of one stays, one goes and hope you both make it back to the other side. <laughs> so, so far it's been going pretty good. I, was gonna um, say, I think y'all have done a good job so far. Yeah, I think it, it's all right. I'm usually the one um, in the background with my hat down so you can't see me anyway. Um, so I'm usually fine to not be the one, you know in front of everybody i'd rather much rather be at work anyway so (laughs) well we are or at least i am going to do everything i can to change that and for (laughs) anybody again who's listening um she is 100 percent right she is absolutely the person in the back of the kitchen that you can't see because she has her hat on and her head (laughs) down and she just hides back there um, but know that she is absolutely a crucial part of Mimsy's and it's been pretty amazing getting to know her um, and know her story. And I hope you all get a chance to to meet her, to make it out to Mimsy's, um, come see them at a festival, wherever it is that you can do. make the drive to Crockett. Absolutely. Like I said at the beginning on a Friday night in particular, because it's steak night. 
And yeah, I'll make your steak. steak. <laughs> yeah. But it's not just steak either. Like I don't want anybody to think you can't get the rest of the goods that night as well, because they'll have those available as well. So yeah. Well, Kathy, I don't know if you have anything that you want to wrap up or say an ending or. I'll I just thank you. I think this is such a fabulous idea to kind of showcase the babes of Q because we're pretty, we're pretty major. We're all forces, you know, I think everybody's really looking forward to hearing what, what all the ladies have to say. So I just think I thank you for having me be a part of this. It's pretty exciting. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool little thing you got going on, sister. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm just happy to be able to share all the stories of all these like badasses that I've met over over my time working with Mike uh, and getting y'all stories out because they need to be heard. They need to be listened to because, you know, as you mentioned, we're fortresses and and a big part of the barbecue community that doesn't get the light shined on it as much as it should. So, right. Well, I think, you know, all the festivals, all the festivals that we all go to and try to attend, you know, I think, I think it's evident that we're not just, you know, the, the ones running around in the back that we're actually pulling some weight over here. So Right. And there, there's so many things that everybody does that, you know, we've noticed or that I've noticed anyways, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's you, you know, running a kitchen there, uh, there are people who handle all the desserts, who handle all the sides. There are people who do all the operations, like all the numbers, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many different, you know, somebody handles all the social media and there, there's just so many aspects of, to, of, what everyone does and they're all different, but they're all so important and things right. wouldn't, wouldn't happen without it. So, yeah. well, I look forward to introducing more babes to you guys um, and definitely go catch this one at Mimsy's basically any day that they're open. She'll be in the back <laughs> or with not. her head down <laughs> hiding. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be the one in the back. You can holler at me. I'll look up and wave at you. <laughs> Well, now you'll know where to find her. So go see her. Thanks, Kathy. And we will catch you again sometime soon. That wraps it up for this episode, y'all. If you enjoyed our time together, please subscribe wherever you catch podcasts, follow us on social media, or send an email to babesofqpodcast at gmail.com to sign up for our email list. I'd love to hear your feedback or about any babes that you think we should chat with in the future. I'm Bettina Miller, and I look forward to meeting up next time.